0: Welcome to the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. I'm Jamie Sparks.
1: And I'm Landon Holtman. Today on the show, we've got an a Alabama game warden by the name of Thomas Bobo.
0: Uh, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing good. How about y'all? We're doing pretty good, man. Uh, Landon was telling me that you have some real interesting stories and and I know a couple of state game wardens also that have told me some I mean just some wild stories that has happened to them in the field and um and I'm sure just like all game wardens and all you know law enforcement you got you got some great stories so uh Landon and I would kind of want to hear a couple of them and I know the listeners would like to hear a couple Definitely, of them Definitely
2: man. Okay, sure. Absolutely. You know, we, we we say we're we're off the pavement law enforcement so so we get to run into um, a lot of different situations that you know your regular uh, beat cop in the city doesn't get to see.
1: Right, like uh, how so? Like I mean, just off the street, you know, or I mean, I know y'all go in the woods and everything, but don't doesn't Alabama's game wardens don't they have more authority to go more places than the state troopers and the like the city they, cops and county cops?
2: Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of people think that um, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the case. Uh, the, the only thing that we have is, is we can go on private property without a warrant,
0: okay. and that when we go on private questions. property
2: without a warrant, we're, we're looking for game violations because in the state of Alabama, the state of Alabama owns the wildlife, right? Uh, so, so there has to be somebody, you know, an agent of the state to be able to to make sure those those laws are being followed,
0: okay? right? So, yeah. so you don't have to be called. Let, let's, let's let's play a scenario here. Uh, Landon and I have, uh, you know, a hundred acres of land and Mm -hmm. we're, we're not baiting. Okay. Let's just say before the baiting law took place, we were not baiting on our property, but my neighbor calls and says, Hey, Jamie and Landon are baiting. So you have, without having to go through a court or getting some kind of warrant from the court, you can just go straight on there and investigate.
2: Absolutely. Without, you know, without anybody knowing, uh, without any permission to be there, uh you know game and fish officers have that ability to to enter that private property uh to check for those game violations yes
0: all right that's great that's great information right and, and yep. one more thing before we get into your stories uh uh-huh. i got i got another thing unless Landy comes up with something else also but uh uh something i've always it's always kind of been on my mind is all right a, a deer hunter during rifle season has to wear hunter's orange 144 square inches correct okay all right. If I'm with Landon, and I'm videoing Landon, it's not required of me to have the orange on. Is that correct?
2: Well, okay. So, yes and no. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to you that way. Okay. So if if you are assisting him in the hunt, you're assisting in the pursuit of that animal. Yes, you, I would still say that you are legally required to have it. Okay. Uh, you're assisting in that hunt. Uh, so I would say that you, you would need it. Okay. Uh, my, my question is, is why would you not want to have it? Exactly. Um, um, you know, take it from, from a guy that has been shot. Um, Mm. why would, why would you put yourself out there, you know, for that situation to occur? So, you know, I, I was shot during Turkey season, Ooh. um, I, and even during turkey season now, when I'm just walking from place to place, I, I still wear orange. And, you know, and I require my kids to do the same thing. So, you know that that that's what I put it out there. The orange, you know, isn't to make it uh, uncomfortable for somebody or oh, you know yeah. just another hassle. It's meant there. It's meant to to be there to help you. Exactly, uh, to keep you safe. So yeah. that that's 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 what I would say.
0: Right, and, and and the reason I brought that up, you you said you know why would you not. Uh, take Lake Management Area, for instance. I'm going to use this just, just for an instance. Uh, they have okay. bicycle trails through there and uh, horse trails and things like that. They'll, they'll, I may be wrong here, but can they not ride their bicycles and horses during a gun hunt?
2: I, I would hate to answer that question because I do not work that management area. So I, I would hate to tell you something uh, either way um, because I just don't know. I, I haven't worked that area very much, so I just really don't know.
0: I just think that it would be very smart for those people to wear, you know, blaze orange. I know I wouldn't run my bicycle through there in gun season. No, I, I I think
2: absolutely, it yeah. If I were, you know, took a yeah. notion to, to go on a bike ride during a deer hunt, I would definitely uh, have on orange.
0: Right. I think that that ought to be something that needs to be looked at and, you know, maybe – you know, brought up. And, you know, if if they are, if someone does make the mistake, let's just say that's not allowed, okay? Yeah. All right, let's just say it's not allowed, and some guy that don't know goes up there and says, I'm going to ride the bicycle trail today, and he's he's unaware that there's a deer hunt going on, and he rides and something happens to him. I, I, I would say during – uh the gun deer season, I think those guys need to wear hunters orange. Right. I think it ought to be required just as it is a if,
1: if you're on the management area premises They're, you you're required to
0: wear orange. I think I, I think do. that would be a good yes, thing. I, I would definitely agree with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Since we got all that out of the way, um, you know, we asked you to tell us a, a couple of stories, uh and we talked about earlier, you know, you have a few that you'd want to talk about. Uh some some are funny and some are interesting and some may be tragic. Uh but <laughs> there's a lot going on in state and like you said a while ago you're not only here just to check fishing license you're here for other things you know and exactly. you you are you are a state police so yes and a lot of people think you're just green legs out there just trying to get them yeah so uh if you would would you tell us a couple of you know stories let let's lead off with one and uh let the let's let's let the listeners enjoy it
2: Okay. All right. Well, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. We we are state law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Um, Our our primary function, you know, is the natural resources of the state of Alabama, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and we are tasked with protecting those resources. Uh, But you know, during the the course of my day, you know, who knows what I'm going to run into? You know, we may work narcotics. We may be in the boat one minute. You know, we may be making a BUI or writing a fishing license. You know, in, in any given hour during the day. So. There's just a lot of different things that we come in contact with. And, and yeah, we're we're not just, you know, green jeans walking through the woods, checking fishing licenses or are licenses. There's so much more that we we do and can do. Um, But but to the stories, uh, you know, I kind of thought I would would start off with a a funny one. And I think it's funny, and I I hope everybody else does. (laughs) Um, But but my county where I work, uh, we have a lot of water. OK, um, the, I kind of joke with my partner and, and kind of joke with him and say we're the, the fin and feather wardens um, because we work so much waterfowl and fishing. Right. Uh, so a lot of my time is spent in a boat, in a patrol boat. OK. Um, so so that kind of leads off to the, the first story that I was going to tell. Um, I believe it was Fourth of July, two years ago. You know, a lot of times during the summer months, we're, we're out at night more than we are. Uh, during the daytime, one just for us, it's it's a lot cooler and it, we're not going to melt. Right. Uh, but two, some of the better activity is at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we were patrolling, and it was probably I would say around 2 a.m. Things had got slow, and, and we were actually talking about packing it up, and ready, getting ready to go home. And uh, we were all tired, wore out, you know, been out all day. Uh, and one of us, you know, two or three of us in the patrol boat, and one of us had. had had seen a light, you know, come on and come off real quick and go off real quick. And that, you know, that kind of tells you, hey, there may be something over there that's not supposed to be there or somebody has their boat nav lights turned off or, or, you know, something along those lines. So it at least warrants a little investigation. (laughs) Um, So so we pull
1: over there and,
2: and find the source of the light. Well, it turns out to be, you know, a group of about six or seven kayak fishermen. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's not uncommon, uh, you know, for the Tennessee River chain to see kayak fishermen. So we get over there, uh, start checking fishing license, had them all, you know, kind of piled up on the side of the patrol boat, you know, talking to them. Um, And and there were several, you know, violations, no big deal. Uh, So I went ahead and collected four or five licenses and had stepped inside the boat to to go ahead and write some tickets. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, while I was sitting in the boat writing the tickets, I heard a, a very distinct sound and the best way I know to tell you is maybe take a five-gallon bucket of ranch dressing and throw it off the roof onto the pavement. <laughs> y- y- y'all kind of get the sound that I'm trying to, to, to get right there? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So so I'm like, what in the world is that? So I step out of the cab with the boat, and the look on these guys' faces, you know, I could not write him a ticket after this, to say the least, but a flock of cormorants. And I don't know if y'all yeah, know cormorants what a cormorant is. They're a fishing bird that is very plentiful in the Tennessee River, had flew over about this time uh, and, uh, you know, no, released no. their daily uh, intake. <laughs> <laughs> and this had completely drenched <laughs> i don't know how it made it on all seven guys god. dripping down their faces oh god
1: oh that's a shower <laughs> right there it's, it's trap so, shower so
2: I, needless to say i could not write them a ticket after that happened I, uh we let them go with some, maybe some verbal warnings
0: Y'all <laughs> uh, just get so out of here <laughs> <laughs> golly did they did yeah. you let them dive in the water and wash off <laughs>
2: oh yeah we we didn't care what they did after that point um, you know we
0: kind of wanted to get away from them oh <laughs> my gosh man yeah so oh. yeah you never know what what you're going, you're
2: going to
0: come man, in contact with out there that, that, that is, is right i tell you what yeah um up there in gunnersville i don't know if you ever been up there i don't want to get too involved but a lot of times you'll see uh these little islands up there yes. and, and a lot of the trees on there are dead and i was yeah. under the I, you know where I'm at, you know, you get a lot of pine beetles, and you know they kill the trees. And when I seen, I was up there fishing not long ago, and I seen a lot of them islands that were that were dying off. And somebody told me that those camerants or just those uh, herrings and stuff, their uh, their feces was killing those trees. Yeah. Is that is that is that pine beetles or feces?
2: That that would be the bird. Yes.
0: Wow! Just piles crap everywhere. That
2: gun, gunnerful is, is the, the body of water that I was talking about in that story right there. Oh,
1: okay. So, nice yes the,
2: yeah. the, the birds uh, apparently you know they're a fish they have a fish diet yeah and i don't know if it makes it more acidic or, or what but you know when they roost on those islands uh over time you know that builds up and it it kills the foliage and, and those islands just eventually are are barren of any vegetation
0: uh, well i tell you what you're right when you said acidic because them sun guns eat fish all day and you never see a bone in their crap nope it yes, yeah, they, 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 they
2: are, and I, I've heard how much they eat a day, and I can't quote that to you, but I know it is a lot.
1: Wow. It just boils down to ranch dressing, don't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> ranch dressing would be a very good description of the uh, Or at least that night it would. Hey, uh, uh, were they all young guys, or was it guys and girls? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
2: It, it was all, you know, probably early 20s uh, guys out there fishing, having a good time until i showed up and put them on a bad night didn't they
0: <laughs> well i tell you what one oh. thing about it one thing one good thing about it the birds saved him from having to pay out a cash fine <laughs> you dang right, i guarantee they <laughs> you were, if were, if you were, you were all they were all look at the, the bright side i guess, just, yeah. they yeah. threw a party that night they said we didn't have to take a fine one <laughs> hey <laughs> they they got crapped on from above and yep. got got yep. let go from below <laughs> <you> go. Yep. <laughs> well that was uh, a good one right it. there i love it man uh all right uh you said you had a couple more uh you want to talk about a couple more
2: sure um all right, all right so we we just did a something on the lake right there mm-hmm. let's swap over I'm, I'm looking at my list right here right now right. uh let's let's swap over to uh something in the woods and this this really isn't a, a, a funny story it just kind of shows uh, you know the work that, that we put in uh um, you know, to, to an individual case sometimes, right. uh, th- this actually occurred last year. This was last hunting season. Um, we had, uh, my partner and I were, were traveling somewhere in the county and we had saw a vehicle parked in a kind of, you know, conspicuous area that we had never seen anybody hunting. So we kind of made a mental note, uh, to come back and look at that. So uh, a couple of days later, whenever we did, we were able to, to go back in there uh, and and locate, uh, you know, where these guys were going in and, um, you know, their whole property, you know, had bait on it. Of course, last year, you know, bait was still illegal. Um, you know, so we made a note to, to, to go back in there and and see if we could make contact with those guys. Well, you know, fast forward a week or so, uh, we're driving by and, and the vehicle's back. So, so we get out, um, and, you know, it, it, we're we're still talking about the Gunnersville area, Marshall County, Jackson County area. So, if y'all are familiar with it, it's 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 a little hilly. You know, if oh, you've yeah. never been up here, mountain or two up here. So, so we park at the road, and, and you know, we hike up however much elevation, um, and, and find a an, an ATV. You know, parks got corn uh, all in the back of it, or whatever he had for bait. Uh, so we did, we said, well, we probably need to, to find these guys. So we kind of spread out and, and eventually locate, you know, one individual on in a tree stand, you know, talk to him. Um, and, and my partner had actually made contact with him and I had went on further down what we thought was, you know, where they were driving their four wheeler, uh, and could not find anybody, um, but I found several locations you know, that looked like somebody had been sitting on the ground where they raked leaves out and mm-hmm. candy wrappers or whatever and a ladder right. stand. So I walked back and, and we got up with that guy and, and I don't even think we issued any citations or anything. Um, but, you know, sometimes you, you just get the feeling that, that something's not quite right. right. Uh, so we left out of there, uh, had the feeling, Hey, maybe, maybe we missed somebody. Maybe there was somebody else in there. Um, and, Working actually duck hunting, I think maybe the next day, and we had an individual us who was a landowner in a similar, you know, close vicinity to, to where we had contacted those guys, uh, and he said, uh, "Hey, I found a tree stand, a feeder, and a game camera on my property," mm-hmm. and and you know through him describing where his property was, we we both automatically you know thought that we had missed somebody that day, and it was it was you know, somebody out of that party that was, uh, hunting without permit on this guy's land. Right. Uh, so we walked back in, uh, up this mountain and find where he's talking about. And it, it was just, just past where I would stopped walking. So I'd almost walked on top of it, but, but didn't quite make it there because I didn't cross the property line. Cause I assume, you know, they were, they were hunting where they were supposed to. Right.
1: Um,
2: so we actually put a game camera on his game camera. So we hit a game camera, watching his game camera. So right. we, we actually got pictures of him, you know, renewing his bait, freshening up his bait site, uh, and got a little pattern on when we thought he, you know, they were going to hunt. Um, and over several weeks, you know, we made this hike, you know, two or three times a week up this mountain. Um, you know, we thought maybe he's getting dropped off or whatever. We didn't know for sure. So, you know, over the t- course of the week, I burned, you know, I don't know how many calories walking up this mountain. Um, <laughs> So, one Saturday morning, uh, you know, it it lined up with the days that that he liked to hunt. Um, You know, the weather was right. You know, the timing was right. Uh, We actually went in and and set up and waited at the bottom of the hill where they parked. And sure enough, pulls up, parks, uh, the individual that we had talked to before, plus a guy. Okay. Uh, So, we let them go on about their business, get up into their stands, uh, and then we walk in and get to the bait site you know i'm expecting him to be in a ladder stand or, or on the ground right there close and nothing and I'm, and I'm thinking wow you know we have really messed up How did we miss him uh, well, what he had done is is he had actually seen me you know the previous time that i was in there and he took his orange off so i couldn't see him oh. he had actually saw us coming oh, yeah. uh, and this time this day he had taken it off again and so he was actually sitting there watching us, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes while we were deciding what to do. And we had actually decided that we were going to set up on the bait site and hope that he would come over there later in the day. And, and that's what actually allowed us to find him and catch him because we were going to walk up the mountain even farther so we could see, you know, get a little better vantage point. And we actually pretty much walked right on top of him. Um, he was, he was, you know, hunkered down in the bushes with his orange off, uh, on somebody else's property over bait um and i i, don't, I think he may not even have had a hunting license or something but uh it, i thought that was a, a pretty interesting story you know it just kind of shows you know the work that we do uh for some of these cases and, and in this case you know we had a landowner that's that that says hey I, I do not want this guy here so it's always a good day when we can uh appease a landowner like that too
0: oh right. yeah oh yeah that's that's real good yep. stuff because heck you know we're landowners too and yeah you know and i got i got some good deer on our property and you know i'd hate somebody just sneak and i know it's like you said earlier the deer don't belong to you they belong to the state of alabama but when sure. you got a deer on your property that you know you're you're grooming and you want to you know Absolutely. get some age on him and you want to take him one day uh in and, and someone sneaking over on you and takes him i mean it just it just puts a sour taste in your mouth hey yeah, talk- well,
2: you, you put the work in on your property you know yeah uh, you want you you have an expectation of of people staying off and allowing you to hunt that animal that's, so right. that's that, right that's what we're that's what we're here for really
1: right yeah yep so yep. thomas how long do you think how many hours do you think you had in catching that guy the guy that oh leaked?
2: wow you know i'm not i've never really thought about that uh you know just that one case uh between my partner and I because we worked it together some and separate some. You know, I, I would I would say we had 20 hours wow. um, of work time, and and you know,
0: Physically walking going up and down there, those yeah. mountains,
2: trying to 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 put all that together.
0: And, wow. and and you know, a lot of people say, "Well, that ain't none. That's 20 hours." You know, I work 60 hours a week, but what they don't <laughs> understand is you have multiple counties. You're not only Absolutely. on land, but Absolutely. you're on water also. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, 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 and I have multiple multiple you know things just like that going on. So. You know, I may work two hours on that one today and go over and work two here and three right. there on, on different different um complaints.
0: So. That's exactly right. Yep. Um real quick I'm gonna ask you because all over Facebook and uh you know, this this, this is just a gray area. This is a loaded question I'm fixing to give you. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and find this funny. But um, are there any Panthers in Alabama? No. <laughs> I, I, when you
2: said that, I, I figured that's where I was, where yeah. I was going with that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny that you asked me that. You, you remember earlier when you texted me and I said I was on a call?
1: Right. That, this was this afternoon. I was actually on that very complaint right there. Panther call. Um, <laughs> and, and I
2: have a, a, a picture on my phone of a what looks to be a large cat. Now, you know, I, I – I, I don't. I can't tell you 100% if it is or if it isn't. Um, the the picture's not good enough, and I can't tell you 100% yes or no uh, that we do or do not have them in the state of Alabama. I know. I believe it was in the 30s, the last time, the 1930s, that we had a confirmed sighting of a large cat. Right. You know, a, a species other than bobcat. Um, and 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 that's my answer to that question. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's, you know, outside the realm of possibility that we do. Uh, th- this this gentleman that I was on this uh, this afternoon actually had a horse attacked, um, mm-hmm. and it actually had claw marks, you know, on the haunches of the horse. So, right.
0: uh,
2: it, you know, I don't know, black bear, cougar, coyotes, dogs, uh, barbed wire fence, you know, I, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was just going to throw that at you, you know. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you thought
2: you were going to. Well, you're you're,
0: you're a state official. You know you're a game warden. You're out there sure. every day in it, and I know I know. I, I can
2: I can say this out of my my lifetime, my experience uh, doing this job, I personally have never seen uh, direct evidence of there being a large cat in Alabama.
0: Right, and I and and where we live, we live over here at the foot of Cheahaw Mountain. I live mm-hmm. I live right here in the shadows of the second tallest peak in Dugger Mountain. Yep. And yep. so, in my backyard, I got mountains here, and, you know, I got cameras. I run cameras constantly. I've never seen one. I've as got bobcats. As many cameras
1: in the, that there are in the woods in Alabama now, somebody would have seen one by now. And they claim yeah. they
0: claim to, but a lot of times it's sure. just a bobcat.
2: Yeah, yeah and I've, I've had really, you know, good, close friends that I trust tell, you know, they will swear to me, you know, that they were stalked by a black panther or, or a yeah. cougar or whatever they tell me, you know, so... I'm not saying uh, that it's not real or it is. You know, it, it would be interesting if it were. You know, I also get people tell me they see Bigfoot. So, <laughs> yeah, have you ever
1: you been know? on a Bigfoot call? Do I know? You ever been on a Bigfoot call? Somebody call and say they've seen I, Bigfoot?
2: I, I actually have. I went on one this summer. <laughs> oh, uh, you got to tell us about this. I gotta well, hear this. it is. There's really not interest in the guy. He he swears up and down that, that he saw Bigfoot, uh, you know, back pasture <laughs> back there, uh, and you know, no pictures, no evidence. I, I walked it out to, to see if I could find the you know the eighteen inch footprint or whatever it's supposed to be, but <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't find it. So, and I, and I have not heard back from it. So,
0: do you not? Do you not think? Uh, well, I don't. I know you don't. I ain't gonna say. Do you think? Do you not feel like that's a waste of your time? i i know that's a loaded question too but you know especially bigfoot
2: sure sure. i mean maybe it is a waste of my time um but i think you know the position that i hold i do that owe that to to the citizens of alabama to to try to help them out
0: man that's an awesome that's an awesome answer right there
1: Well, i mean you never know what exactly it was they saw too you know most you know I mean, it could have been something else, you know, and then they'd yeah. be like, "Oh, oh sure, man, sure." It it could have been a meth head back there, you
0: know. It, yeah, could, it tweaking, could, have been, you know? could have been. a really tall meth head. <laughs> somebody in a fur coat. <laughs> yep. You never and, know. Yeah. And you go back there and you find a meth lab. You know who knows? Yep, Yep. Yep. That's it. <laughs> so, so, which one so, of the you know, comedians? I guess, I guess it's not a waste of my time. There no, you I, go. I go back there and
2: find something that needs yeah. to be found. Yeah.
0: So. you Never know. That's right, yep. man. Um, I was telling you earlier. And uh, we was talking, you know, sometimes it gets tragic, you know, and, and a lot of people know the, you know the tragedies that happen in the woods and stuff. And uh, we'll talk about that also, you know, about, you know, hunting tragedies. But uh, this one, I'm not going to call any names, but I have a f- you know, friend that's a retired game warden, and, and, he, and you know his wife. And, uh, but uh, they were on a stakeout one night, and uh, they're not far from where I live. And uh, they had backed up into a cemetery. And uh, she had to, you know, relieve herself. So he said, you know, just step outside the truck because, you know, they were in the middle of the woods, you know. It was an old primitive cemetery. So she gets out and walks behind the truck, and she calls his name out. He said, well, hurry up. No, you need to come here. I'm going to call his name John. John, you need to get back here. So he gets out and walks back behind the truck, and there lays a dead woman. Mm. Right there, you know, they were set on the stakeout, yeah. you know, trying to hear yeah, exactly. Control. Yep, and, you just never and, know. And this, it's just always something. I mean, the the things that y'all find yourself in, you know, it's like you said earlier. You're not only there just to check fishing license and make sure, sure you know everybody's doing sure. the right thing. It, sometimes it comes up on something tragedy, some kind exactly. of tragic. So, do you have any anything like I, that that's happened to you? I,
2: I I do, and 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 I I tell this story, you know, an awful lot, and, and I tell it to. um you know, to kind of, you know, explain, just like we were talking about, we're not just checking fishing license. You know, we, we, we are here to serve, you know, the people of Alabama uh, in any way we can. Um, but, you know, not a lot of law enforcement agencies have the capability of of being of, of having patrol boats and being able to operate those boats and, you know, 24-hour ability to operate these boats. Right. Um so we're we're called upon from time to time, you know, to uh to assist in, in certain things and and the story that that I'm about to tell you occurred uh in South Alabama. I was actually working in South Alabama at the time, uh on a river system um down there. And I, I was at home with my family you know, late in the evening, uh during the summer, I think it was July, probably around two thousand eleven. I uh, get a phone call uh, from another game warden in a different county. It says, hey, have you, have you heard about the, the airplane search? And I said, no, I haven't. Uh, and he said, well, go ahead and get your stuff on. We'll probably get called out to see if we can help out. And I said, okay. So long story, um, end up, yeah, we, we did get need, – they needed our assistance. So we launched uh, – myself, and another officer, launched a patrol boat. Um, and what had happened is they had lost – they had a an airplane – uh, with some radio traffic uh, about some engine failure, I, I can't remember you know exactly what happened, but but right. they lost the the plane off of radar, um, and where they had lost it, the aircraft was somewhere you know localized around a management area. Uh, you know, of course, we work management areas a lot. We're very familiar with it, so you know we we would do what we can to help. So we lost the patrol boat, um, got out searched, 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 uh, in their search area where they assumed the plane to be, could not find it. Uh, so, so we made the decision, uh, you know, instead of packing the boat up saying, Hey, we can't find it. It's not on the river. Uh, we made the decision to, to go ahead and expand our search area a little bit. And if I remember right, I think, um, it was around 13 miles outside of what they were expecting the plane to be. Uh, we came across a, a small, area of the river um you know where there was a small little smell of smoke mm-hmm. uh so of course we call it in um and it had a very unique smell uh and and the the people that were you know orchestrating the search knew more about airplanes than i did And when i described the smell he said okay well that that's invaluable that's you know very good information we have the helicopter en route to you right now uh, so you know less than five minutes later a helicopter's Hovering above us, uh, helicopter calls us on the radio. Hey, I've got fire. Uh, I'm going to put the spotlight on it. You know, walk to the walk to the spotlight, pretty much. So, so we we uh, beef the to, You know, start bushwhacking up through, you know, what seemed like jungle, uh, and, and and locate a downed aircraft. And, and it turns out um, that it was a family of seven. Oh. Um, and mother, a father and five children from the ages of, you know, of about one to, to 10. Um, and it was, you know, 100% fatal accident. Oh, um, and the location of this was, was so rural. Uh, you know, we, we got on scene and found the aircraft about midnight. Um, nobody was able to reach us until after daylight. Wow. So flashlights don't work, you know, for, for very long. So. My, my partner and I were sitting, you know, in the woods with this aircraft and this family, uh, you know, with no flashlights, pretty much no communication, you know, from around midnight, you know, till 8 o'clock the next morning. Mm. Uh, so, so it's, you know, it's, it's not all, it's not all uh, glory and, you know, fun, um, but it, it does take a certain type of person to, to do the job, uh, you know, for stuff like that right there.
0: Wow. It's horrible. Yeah. It is. It is i just i hate hearing stuff like that and you know and, it, and it's a and it's a yep. part it's a part of life you know it it, it is it, yep. you know things things you know are funny like we talked about things sure. are things are you know, exciting and great and then you know you have the tragic part of life you know and yep it's uh what like what outlaw, outlaw Josie well said dying's part of living dying's part yep. of living that's life. right you know so right. Yep. It, it's uh that's a it, sad thing it's a
2: good thing we have uh you know people like like my partner that night, you know, that, that are willing to, to do those things and, and you and be uncomfortable and, and, and help families out and, and, you know, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And, and, and if you look on another note, you know, what if, you know, what if someone had survived and y'all were there sure. to, to, you know, help and rescue? Right. I Absolutely. mean, it, you know, it takes we, people we like done
2: y'all. Everything right. you know so, to get somebody some help. That's why we were there. So
0: right
1: i mean it's every morning game mornings wake up and you don't know what you're walking you don't know what you're going to every morning you really
2: don't i mean crazy it, I, i've worked you know a few law enforcement jobs in my career and this one is very unique you know you may be there's no telling what you're going to be doing you may be in a boat you may be in an airplane a helicopter you just you never know what you're going to be doing day to day
0: right i mean it could be you know wake up hey you know we're going to go check fishing license and run into an ambush you know exactly you You just never know it's it's very it's very you know scary i guess you could say um have y'all ever walked up or uh checked on like a a cash crop of marijuana or anything like that have y'all ever had to have you ever had to be on a case like that
2: we have um you know we 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 assist in that in that sort of thing um all the time and and I'll, i'll kind of briefly tell you a story that happened I, i'm not gonna give any dates i'm not gonna give any
1: locations no, no. uh
2: but uh we worked one um i i wasn't the one to walk up on it um but another gaming fish officer located uh, a fairly large marijuana grow and um we set up cameras uh, you know we actually took climbing sticks uh I tell you what, never mind. I'm not even going to say that. I, I'm not even going to divulge all our information. Yeah. Uh, but, but we were able to establish a pattern
0: uh,
2: okay. on when the guys were coming to tend their, their, their crop. Right. Um, and we, we we set up an ambush of our own and were able to uh, to arrest those guys, you know, in the middle of nowhere uh, where nobody suspected them to be uh, in there tending to their, to their marijuana crop. So, yeah, of course, we, we do that as well
0: okay well, that's 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 interesting
2: yeah yeah i don't want to give too many no
0: things. no yeah we don't want we don't want to give away all your tricks uh yeah if if someone's got a piece of land uh let's say a hunt club or whatever i think this has changed this year or in recent years all right, i shoot a deer or yeah let's just say i shoot a deer and it runs across the property line i am no longer allowed to go retrieve this animal without the uh, landowner's permission is that correct
2: correct yeah you, you need to make an attempt you need to you need to get uh, permission from that landowner to retrieve that animal okay uh, and a lot of times people say well what if you know what if uh, you know my neighbor doesn't let me or he doesn't give me permission you know I, I would recommend then you know calling your local game warden and and, uh, and trying to get something done about it uh, we want people to, to recover all the animals that that are wounded or hit um but we also have to play by the, the the property rules as well you know so that's that's my recommendation on that one
1: would y'all come out on a call like that and mediate you know try to, sure sure uh, sure
2: i i would and you know, i would hope most would try to resolve uh, the situation like i said you know if somebody shoots an animal i want them to recover that animal i don't want it to go to waste um and and
0: we would do what we could sure right um i, I don't want to divulge any information on you know how many game wardens are in the area, but how big an area do you cover, you and your partner?
2: Well, um, technically, we are assigned uh, to a county. Okay. Um, but, you know, due to vacancies, um, you know, different activity going on in d- different parts of the world at different times, you know, we may find ourselves, you know, pretty much anywhere in the state. You know, I'm, I, it, it's not feasible, or it is feasible for me to be working Lake Gunner for one day and you know, an alligator hunt in the Delta or something. So right. it, it just, it depends on uh, who's needed where.
0: Okay. Yep. Uh, the state of Alabama pays for the uh, game law enforcement through hunting sales and fishing sales and licenses and things like that. Li- yes, yes, or license sales. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's, it's not equipment and all that? It's just license sales? There's no tax yeah, yeah. equipment well, on? The,
2: our budget comes from licensing, that, okay. that's, we, we don't receive any general fund money.
0: All right, um, I, I know, I don't know if you're in the loop, I'm just asking you a question because I know I'm not in the loop. How is that looking? How is license sales looking from last year to this year? Uh, have you heard anything about that? And
2: Well, you know, I haven't heard any numbers, um, and as far as just regular hunting license, I would assume, you know, that that would be on par, uh Okay. With everything you know over the last few years, I, I and I don't know that for sure. Don't don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, but I I believe that the, the bait permits um have maybe exceeded uh, what was originally thought. But I, and I don't have numbers. I, I don't know anything like that. I I, I feel like we have sold a, a pretty good amount of bait privilege permits. Do you feel like
0: sure. Do you feel like with that do you think it could uh, uh, bring on some more law enforcement in those vacancies that you were talking about?
2: Well, I certainly hope so. Um, I, if if uh, what I heard yesterday was true, I think we just hired around 10 uh, new law enforcement personnel for the state. Nice. Um, and, and you know, I have no idea where they're going. That's that's very pre- preliminary. Um, I, I'm sure I'll hear eventually. I, I teach uh, boat opera, patrol boat operations for the state, so eventually. Uh, we'll have to get those guys through, guys through the patrol boat part,
0: right. uh, and I'll
2: see them then. But uh, yeah, I, I would imagine that that um, some some bait privilege money would help with that. Yes,
0: that's great because if, if for the listeners that don't know, Alabama has 67 counties, and mm-hmm. if we already hired 10 more uh, law enforcement officers, that means we probably need some more, and we've only got 67 counties. So you can do the math and see how. Sure. How uh, limited um, are
1: limited they are to, or how much area they can't cover, right during the exactly. hunting season?
2: Right. Yeah, we 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 stay pretty busy. Um, you know, to to someone that's not a hunt, a hunter or a fisherman, you, you may look at a game warden and say, "Well, what in the world is this guy doing?" You know, I see him going down the road every once in a while. You know, but uh, we we stay really busy.
0: Oh yeah, I bet you do. Um, one last thing, I know you got to go. I know you're a busy man. But uh, earlier you were talking about that you got shot during turkey season last year. Would you like to talk about that?
2: Absolutely. I, I was hoping you were going to bring that back up because I already <laughs> forgot. But uh, and and uh, me getting shot, uh, it, it's not anything glorious. I you know I wish I could say that. Uh, well, I won't go there. But um, I wish I could say that. Uh, you know, there was something crazy that happened, and I have a crazy story for you, but I don't. Um, and, and it, it's, it was not job related actually. Uh, I was, I was turkey hunting, uh, myself with some family members, mm-hmm. but I use this now. Um, I'm kind of like the poster child for know what you're shooting at, you know, positively identify your target. Right. Uh, and, and what better, better way to, to hear that than somebody that's been through it firsthand. But, um, myself, my father and my son, well, my son is, is 12. Uh, Went turkey hunting. Uh, I was in a hunting club. Uh, went turkey hunting. Uh, we had split up at daylight. Um, my, my son and I went together, and then my dad separated from us. My son and I, well, he had actually shot at a gobbler and missed right after daylight. Uh, fast forward an hour, I killed one. Uh, so my son and I had, you know, killed, got lucky enough to kill a turkey. And we took our pictures, you know, high five and all that. Um, right put the bird on the shoulder and started walking out well we were coming up a logging road it was in the woods logging road uphill going back towards where we had split up from my, my dad and i could hear him calling i knew where he was at you know he, he's uh called on one box call his whole turkey hunting career so i knew exactly where he's at and what he was doing. um but but turns out uh we he was having some health issues uh That we didn't know about, mm-hmm. and and this caused him to to not be you know not firing on all all cylinders mentally, and we we were always safe hunters you know my dad was in law enforcement his whole career uh, safety was always number one but but you just never know what's really going on. And I tell people you know just make sure 100% that you know what you're shooting at because I I, mean, I, I kind of laughed with him I said do I really look like a five foot 9 210 pound turkey I don't feel like I do uh, you know but apparently he did uh, so we we're walking up the logging road and my son had said hey can I carry the turkey when we when we walk up to granddad I said absolutely so I, I handed the turkey to him we came around the corner uh, about about 30 yards from my dad I saw him. I, I waved my hand and it's like a one snapshot of time uh, in this one snapshot of time, I knew the gun went off. I saw the load coming at me. I felt it, it felt like it punched me in the neck and chest Oh, and uh, immediate fire, and I was face down bleeding in the leaves and that that was all oh. that was all one snapshot of time uh, so. Uh, you know, of course I yelled at him and he comes down there and, um, they start ripping the clothes off of me and I, I telling them, I'm trying to, you know, tell them how to triage myself, uh, you know, get them to explain where I'm bleeding from and all this stuff. Uh, but it, it, I had 11 pellets. Um, and if anybody questions Winchester double X, you know, if it's got some knockdown power, I yeah. can tell you that it does. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it's a pretty good turkey load. Yep. Um, um, but it, it hit me 11 times. I had nine in my chest. I had one in my neck and one in my face. Um, it, uh, fortunately for me, it was really cold that morning. I had a lot of clothes on. So the ones that hit me in the chest were skin and muscle deep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the one that hit me in the neck hit me you know, probably half an inch from the carotid. Oh, uh, yeah. Traveled through the, my neck muscle mm-hmm. and it's in the, the back of my neck muscle. It, it's still there. They didn't want to take it out. And then I had one hit me in the face, and it's embedded in my lower jawbone. Mm. Uh, all all the ones in my chest have been removed, and the other two in my my head uh, will 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 be there, you know, until they put me in the ground. But mm. I, I use that story now, you know, every hunter in, or time we we talk to to kids at a, an event, you know, that's a good story to have. Um, uh, unfortunately, you know, my dad was having health issues, and he passed away this last October. Uh, But it kind of makes sense, you know, knowing that he was having those health problems now. And, and, you know, I never was mad at him or anything, but it was just, it's just one of those things that can happen. You know, if it can happen to a game warden and a retired police, it can happen to anybody. So I just, I'd urge everybody to be careful.
0: That's right. That's, that's a great story. And as uh, I say, great story because it, it it'll make you the lesson. It'll make you think before you pull the trigger, especially deer hunters, you you know, Go ahead, Thomas. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no, no. If 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 that story right there, you know, can help one person, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, that that hears it, you know, say, hey, wait, I'm gonna wait just a second. If that deer's right. not worth, or that turkey's not worth killing somebody, you know. Uh, then then it's it's absolutely worth me getting shot.
1: Yep. It's just like taking late shots in the evening or or even early shots sure. in the morning. You absolutely. Know, just making sure. Making sure you know. Double check. Yeah. Yep. But anywho, well. Thomas, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show and on and talking to us and telling us some stories and uh we definitely want to have you back on sometime and uh oh, hey, hey love I've to got, have got you a lot back. more yeah. stories and I'm making more every day, so yeah. let's do it again. <laughs> awesome man. All right,
0: man. I sure do appreciate you being on and you're you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Maybe next time you can come down and you know sit in the studio with us. Right.
2: Love to. Love to. We'll do it. All right,
0: all thanks a lot, you. Thomas. All right,
2: thank you. All right. All right.